almost everyone welcome to the charvak podcast this is your host kushal mehra all right time for another election analysis podcast this time uh, the focus is going to be two states where we are going to have an uh, up and coming election uh, those two states will be uttarakhand and manipur and to discuss those two states with me uh, i have as always adit kapadi adit welcome well hi kushal good morning uh, good evening everyone to wherever they are watching from wherever they are watching um, the, the the election season is heating up as you can see uttarakhand ka to chalo uh, uh, election uh, ab, ab, ab already ho chuka hai i think now we are waiting for the results in on 10th uh, 10th march but uh, we'll delve into some very fascinating history of elections manipur is yet to vote in vote in 10 days so कल रिसर्च कर रहा था एंड फॉर ऑल आर प्रीवियस व्यूअर्स इफ यू थिंक गोवा वाज क्रेजी वेट टिल यू हियर द हिस्ट्री ऑफ मणिपुर मणिपुर एंड उत्तराखंड बोथ सो सो लेट्स स्टार्ट विद उत्तराखंड फर्स्ट सो सो समथिंग वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग यू नो व्हेन आई स्टार्टेड लुकिंग एट उत्तराखंड सो यू नो गोवा हैड द स्पेशल प्रिविलेज ऑफ हैविंग 15 चेंजिंग चीफ मिनिस्टर्स फ्रॉम 1984 और 87 ऑनवर्ड्स सो यू नो उत्तराखंड सेज होल्ड माय बियर राइट So Uttarakhand, in uh, 21 years since it has become a state, has had 11 chief ministers already, right? 11 chief ministers, three in the past, uh, I think what, one year, one and a half year. Uh, yeah, Pushkar Singh. I mean, it seems like Uttarat Singh Rawat. I mean, Arak Singh Rawat. It, it, it's 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 like a uh, it's like a crazy sort of turnaround. And if you take out Andy Tiwari. who ironically provided probably the most stable government in the history of uttarakhand <laughs> his shenanigans aside uh, he was there for 5 years or usse pehle koshyari for 2 and a half or two, about actually not even 2 years one year essentially 6 months uh, uh, nd tiwari after the first election uske baad uske 5 saal apan nikal le to uttarakhand ki history mein from 2007 to 2022 there have been 10 chief ministers in 15 years which is crazy and <clears throat> with i mean mr khanduri who is very clean guy then bjp replaced him with mr pokhrial and then a few days before the election they replaced him with mr khanduri again and that election everyone thought was going to be was going to uh, go completely well actually let me start from the beginning before we get into the history of uttarakhand uttarakhand was formed in 2000 uh, the year 2000 uh because at that time it was carved out of uttar pradesh the first chief mm. minister was nityanand swami uh for mm. about close to a year and then bhagat singh koshyari was the current governor of maharashtra both from the bjp because at that time the bjp i think was in power in uttar pradesh so consequently bjp formed the government in uttarakhand or maybe it had enough seats in the assembly uh, originally the name was uttaranchal uttaranchal yes that's right uttaranchal ha huh. एंड उत्तराखंड में और उत्तरांचल में तब कुछ इंटरेस्टिंग पार्टीज थी बिकॉज वन ऑफ द पार्टीज इन सॉर्ट ऑफ दैट वाज एट द फोर फ्रंट ऑफ डिमांडिंग अ सेपरेट उत्तराखंड उत्तरांचल वाज ए पार्टी कॉल्ड उत्तराखंड क्रांति दल और यूकेडी व्हिच वुड ऑलवेज बीन फोर फाइव सीट्स समथिंग लाइक दैट मे बी मोर बिफोर उत्तराखंड वॉज फॉर्म now <coughs> uttarakhand kranti dal is probably close to like one or two seats similarly to similar to mjp mgp so for all our uh, goa podcast uh, listeners they they would have uh, uh, understood what the history of mgp you can probably impose the same sort of scenario with ukd uh, where it was relevant but not as relevant as mgp but just thoda bahut thoda bahut unko mil jata tha so uh, but uttarakhand has always had a revolving door policy कि पहले पांच साल कांग्रेस आता है पांच साल बीजेपी आता है और फिर घूमता रहता है राइट एंड इवन इन द फर्स्ट इलेक्शन दैट इन द हिस्ट्री ऑफ उत्तराखंड कांग्रेस वन प्रोबेबली ट्वेंटी सिक्स परसेंट ऑफ दिन बीजेपी वन ट्वेंटी सो डिफरेंस तो दोनों में डेढ़ परसेंट ही है द मोस्ट इंटरेस्टिंग फीचर इन उत्तराखंड इज ऑलवेज बीन सिंस इट वॉज फॉर्म इज द बहुजन समाज पार्टी द बी एस पी हैज ऑलवेज हैड क्लोज टू 10% वोट शेयर कभी कभी 6-7% तक आ जाता है लास्ट इलेक्शन वॉज अ लैंडस्लाइड फॉर द बीजेपी सो नो वन मैटर्ड लाइक सबको एक दो एक दो परसेंट या यू नो एक दो एक दो सीट ऐसे मिली बट बीएसपी ओनली हैड बीएसपी हैड सेवन सीट्स एक्चुअली इन द फर्स्ट इलेक्शन ऑफ उत्तराखंड सो क्वाइट अ फोर्स टू रेकन विथ ऑफकोर्स एट दैट टाइम मायावती वॉज राइजिंग फोर्स एंड इन टू 
when the election when bjp won getting 35 out of 70 uh, that was even more evident because bjp was in alliance with uttarakhand kranti uh, dal ukd and uh, some independent supported it so they got like close to 41 seats and bsp got eight seats fighting on its own so uh, <clears throat> that was uh, that was the thing so then moving down from the history from 2011 after mr khanduri uh, almost pulled off the impossible came the, probably the closest election in uttarakhand history uh, i think uh, I, i people i mean over here i was up till late in the night looking at the results because everyone thought it was a done deal but this is how crazy it gets uh, uh, kushal congress got 33.79% and 32 seats bjp got 33.13% and 31 seats you know which was the one seat that bjp lost and congress won the seat of the chief minister bc khanduri himself yeah khanduri is zaruri yaad hai wo ha, uh, ha khanduri is zaruri so, yeah so if khanduri had won that seat bjp would have actually formed the government because it would have been the single largest party but such is the weird thing of uh, uh, that and i remember very famously uh, uh, when he went to uh, send in his resignation to the governor margaret alva margaret alva said the wrong man has been defeated or something like that uh, uh, and at that time it was a upa government so margaret alva i mean obviously she's a congress leader so it was uh, uh, quite interesting that she said it um, of course the chief minister at that time was a, a gentleman called mr vijay bahuguna who is now in the bjp बिकॉज उत्तराखंड में भी गोवा वाला हाल तो थोड़ा होता ही है कि लेफ्ट गोज राइट एंड राइट गोज लेफ्ट अच्छा देर इज अनदर इंटरेस्टिंग थिंग ऑल्सो आई बिलीव आई थिंक विजय विजय बहुगुणा एंड पीसी खंडूरी आर रिलेटेड ऑल्सो समहाउ कजिन्स और समथिंग सही उसके बाद हरीश रावत बिकेम द चीफ मिनिस्टर ऑफ उत्तराखंड and harish rawat did not really fight an election but like in to become like he was elected by the uh, after the 2014 elections where bjp swept all the seats harish rawat took over and then vijay bahuguna of course flipped to the bjp then comes the 2017 election which was a watershed election in uttarakhand history because normally kya hota hai 30 32% hota hai so congress still kept its vote share of 33.5% in 2017 but bjp had because of the post modi 2004 effect had a upward swing of 13 and a half percent they went up to 46.3% which resulted in a 57% vote uh, 57 seats and mayawati went down to uh, 7% vote share so which she got a big zero so uh, she still had 7% vote share but she got zero and uh, uh, and the uh, i mean two went to the independents now we come to 2022 where bjp actually had the same problem that they, they had in 2012 ki thoda musical chairs ho gaya uh, trivendra singh rawat made for another chief minister and then they uh, they went to pushkar singh dhami so uh, trivendra singh rawat i'm sorry went to tirath singh rawat and then to push uh, to pushkar singh dhami now <clears throat> this time it gets a little funky because if you look at opinion polls if you talk to people journalists on the ground they are all saying ki bhai uh there is a it's a lot closer election i mean it's significantly closer than last time this is almost remnant of 2012 election and this time there is another uh, uh, candidate or another party also aam aadmi party that's fighting but yeah, you know but typically kushal you would think ki aise elections mein alliances zyada hoti hai right but i'm going to tell our uh, viewers and listeners ki this is the amount of seats the parties are fighting bjp 70 seats congress 70 seats Aam Aadmi Party 70 seats, BSP 70 seats, Uttarakhand Kranti Dal 70 seats, and even Samajwadi Party is sending <laughs> uh, contesting 70 seats. So it and is just uh, to give people, you know, just hmm. to give people a perspective on the caste breakdown of the state. So as of hmm. now, from what I have understood, is Thakur's constitute 35% of the total population, hmm. followed by Brahmins, which is 25%, and uh, then you have Dalits as a group. um that are 19% of the population dalits are called shilpakars in that state uh, and hmm. you know there is a huge arya samaj movement by the way in uttarakhand hmm. in case people don't know so arya samaj hmm. and basically koltas domes and lohars uh, basically lohars jo blacksmith jinko bolte hain wo hain uttarakhand mein um, uh, jo ye main hai aur uh, hmm. jal jangal zameen basically hmm. that is the you know the the political fault line in uttarakhand and if you see um in uttarakhand hmm. it is always going to be 
about the hilly region versus uh, the other region right that has always been the political thing and also uh, there is a ping pong between uh, who gets the cm ship and who who shares the power uh, vacuum when it comes to the hmm. cm ship right Hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I, I think उससे भी ज़्यादा interesting है. There is a departure of the old Uttarakhand dynasty, if I may say. Like last, I think Congress leader Indira Gandhi passed away uh, not too long ago. Of course, Mr. Ndi Tiwari is not there. Mr. Koshyari is now the governor of Maharashtra. Uh, Kanduri, Mr. Kanduri is not there. Uh, I think Ramesh Pokhriyal is in the center. Uh, and uh, uh what's his name um, even um, vijay bahuguna probably not in contention and i know harish rawat is being uh, said that he will fight uh, or he's fighting and stuff but i i doubt if harish rawat if he's made the chief if congress wins this is probably his last going to be his last election as well as the chief minister i, I don't yeah but harish he, rawat is also sending cryptic messages na so what is very funny like intra party differences have rocked both parties right so in the case hmm, of bjp hmm. we had hadak singh rawat Which was a, he hmm. was a minister, dramatically, मतलब yeah. uh, out of the blue बोलता है आतामाजी सटकली kind of a thing yeah. and goes into Congress and Harish Rawat ji on the other hand is saying I am you know he's sending cryptic messages कभी हाँ कभी ना kind of uh, you love me you love me not I am there I am there not uh, I don't know I mean everybody is confused out there that's all the hmm. whole thing is happening in Uttarakhand right now. Yeah no absolutely and and I think see देखो that is the classic example that the election is close. Because when you have so many, uh, because hota kya Uttarakhand me there are about five or ten seats which are a four cornered fight or a three cornered yeah. fight. So <clears throat> at that time you it it gets a little it always gets funky. So kisi ko pata nahi chalega ki kaun se side pe you know jayengi results. And then you have a few seats which are like safe seats. कि अगर कोई भी बीजेपी मतलब बीजेपी का कोई भी लैम्पोस्ट सीट राइट लैम्पोस्ट विल आल्सो विन ऑन बीजेपी टिकट and then and then you have the whole caste breakdown factor ki you know you have a significant brahmin vote there also you know a significant uh, vote in amongst the other castes also so how does bjp does uh, balances that ki kitne seat unko milenge kitne seat you know you'll have other castes you also have the obc vote that bjp has been doing very well in in that and then you uh, then you have the congress and uttarakhand is also the home of a lot of ex fauges right So, uh, uh, how do you deal? How do you deal with that? I mean, Harish Rawat is an ex-fauji, right? So, uh, uh, and as is Mr. Kanduri. So, where will that vote go? So, it's it's it's, it's a little, um, yeah, and there is also some uh, Muslim population in Uttarakhand as well. So, there are some seats where the minority vote again, very minor seats. But then this is a minor election. So, if someone tells you, "Kya hai? Four five seats hi hai," say, "Bhai, that could decide the election." Yeah, yeah, because uh, see, we have to understand. Just like Goa, Uttarakhand is a relatively smaller state, right, in terms yeah. of number of seats and the the population per Vidhan Sabha. So we have mm-hmm. to. Get, but just a few more facts about Uttarakhand. So mm-hmm. you know, there is a proper Dalit movement in Uttarakhand. So in 1913, uh, you know, they had Tamta Sudhar Sabha in 1905. Later, go no, so 1905. Then it became Kumau Shilpkar Sabha in 1913. then dola palki aldolan all the palanquin movement was in 1923 uh, basically this was about the right to use horses and palanquins a practice that was prohibited by the way uh, hmm. to the to the dalits and uh, they won it in 18 years by the way and you know typical terminologies you'll uh, hear in uttarakhand is going to be kumauni gadwali maidani pahadi basically kind of hmm. uh, thing another factoid so i was looking at the national crime record bureau and as for mm. the national crime record bureau crime caste based crimes let me be very perfect when i'm reading this have increased to 84% in 2019 from 58% in 2018 a 45% increase which is higher than the national average of 7% now there could be multiple reasons for this one of the mm. reasons is because as india becomes more and more uh, Uh, richer and more and more law and order based society we are going to have a curve where more reportage is going to be happening and more people will start having more faith in the state and try to go and solve their problems through the state so you hmm. will see an uptick because of that but you cannot totally factor in just that as a uptick obviously there 
Uh, now somebody might come back to me and say, well, the SCST Atrocities Act has certain problems and that could lead mm. to certain. But see, my job is that when I do this podcast or when Adit and I get together, we do our research, we leave our judgment aside. We're trying to share as many data points about the state. Right. When you have a holistic view about the state, then you can go and draw your own conclusions from the data right. points we have shared. But our job is to put all these data points on the table when we are discussing and telling you about the state because today we are discussing two states. So we pretty much have not more than half an hour to 35 minutes uh, to cover a state, which is mm-hmm. kind of hard, but we're going to try and do that because <clears throat> next week we have to do the big one, which is Uttar Pradesh. So yeah. go ahead, Adit. No, and I think there is another, there is a problem also here with election analysis. election analysis equals opinion. It is not. Election analysis mm-hmm. is used state the facts and why yeah. you think uh, uh, xyz1 or abc1 right so uh, and then you have you have such such uh, such crazy sort of results like I'll, I'll give you an example right there is a constituency called Ghadwal where uh, uh, that was considered to be a, a complete congress bastion except for Jan- janta party winning a couple of times before uh, bhuvan chand khanduri or bc khanduri took over now BC Khanduri ke liye to ye completely, uh, you can say ki, uh, it was, you know, his, his, his constituency. This is, I'm talking about a Lok Sabha constituency, right? And uh, uh, he's always won. But then you think in a constituency where he could not lose, I think he won, he ended up losing a Vidhan Sabha seat, where he was given sort of a very questionable Vidhan Sabha seat in 2012. And uh, uh, since then, Mr. Khanduri won, uh, won that again in 2014 by 1,84,000 votes. And then last time, Tirat Singh Rawat won it by 3, three lakh votes, the ex-chief minister so, uh, of Uttarakhand. So I actually joke that that is, that is the constituencies of the ex-chief ministers of Uttarakhand. <laughs> After they, they, they got, get a Gadwal Lok Sabha constituencies. But yeah, the, where it gets a little crazy is if you look at uh, constitu- small constituencies, like Tharali is one of the examples. It's, it's, it's in Gadwal Lok Sabha. In 2018, there was a by-election, right? And <clears throat> BJP won it pretty comprehensively, pehle, but BJP won it by only 1,900 votes in the by-election. And Uttarakhand Kranti Dal got 1,500 votes. Okay. Now, if there is a vote transfer taking place of from one way to the other. Then you take, you look at the margin, it goes down to two, 300 votes. That is how close this election is going to be. I mean, you, and I can, I can go through like, like each and every constituencies and I can tell you that uh, uh, elections, uh, elections within elections in Uttarakhand, mein, jo honge, but I sort of can make a prediction for sure. So let me bolster your point. So let me bolster your point showing by this contrast between the Lok Sabha and the Vidhan Sabha thing. See how the BJP is comfortably dominating the Lok Sabha 2009, 2014, 2019, right? Obviously, but they have been comfortably dominating um, uh, at least for the last two years, two terms, right? 2014 and 19. Nine may Congress ne dominate kiya tha, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it does not transfer into the state election. Last those state election compare. Kar. Yeah. Last that's what I'm trying to say. So Lok Sabha is a very uh Lok Sabha ka yehi problem hota hai ki it's it's numbers matter is what I'm trying to say. Numbers, numbers matter, matter and margins matter. Yeh, no, yes, or Dusra Uttarakhand mein, Uttarakhand is a classic state where you can win ten assembly segments by uh, two thousand votes and lose three others by 12,000 votes and ultimately end up winning the Lok Sabha, but the same results translating into Vidhan Sabha is 10-3 for the other party. So it's, it's, it's a classic state like that. And especially when you have a lot of government employees, a lot of Fauji's, uh, ex-bureaucrats and stuff, national issues do take precedence in Lok Sabha. So you, you will find, uh, you will find, and I'm not, this is not to belittle the other local population. I'm just saying they, they might be invested more in sort of local MPs, MLAs and things like that. But then when you have, uh, say, a big national security issue, you would have, uh, uh, and even a Fauji, if he's an ex-Fauji, them voting a certain way based on the national security issue. That's what I would expect. So that that's where the national elections and state elections do swing. And and a lot of people in, initially believed that and stuff. Nothing. Nowhere is it more sort of evident if you look at uh, say Odisha or Andhra Pradesh or which voted with the Lok Sabha. Or last time that is why KCR actually advanced the Telangana elections by six months. 
so telangana does not vote with the lok sabha because you saw what happened in the vidhan sabha the bjp was wiped out and got one or two assembly seats in lok sabha they got four or five four lok sabha seats yeah. which would have translated to close to 30 35 assembly seats if the elections were held together in fact you know this and again bus that myth that people say oh you know people just vote mindlessly in fact if they want to really test this they should once do municipal state and national elections together and when they do the three together they will be pleasantly surprised how people have extremely different voting preferences in all the three uh, levels of governance so which again goes down to the point that stop underestimating the intelligence of the voter point number a they're yeah. not that stupid right yeah. they they actually see what's happening they understand what are the, what a uh, certain larger issues are yes in india sometimes we tend to make uh, even our mp our sandas bathroom representative which is slightly dangerous but mm. but the point is just the sheer variation at the state level at the central level is clear proof that for example right even in gujarat like bjp has dominated the state but if you look at the vote percentage share if i was to extrapolate the state vote percentage into the national vote percentage the numbers might change for the bjp at the national level it's a very different thing they have sweep after sweep mm-hmm. and at the state level you know it's cutting it tight just for yeah. example i just took gujarat as an example which clearly shows people have you know different kinds of mindsets people think oh. differently at a state level oh i i will tell you i'll tell you another shocking result state election ka you know bihar bihar election 2019 mein NDA won uh, 2019. Uh, I mean, sorry, 39 out of uh, 40 seats uh, in in the Lok Sabha, right? The general election in Bihar. And at that time, the total the total vote share, and I'm referring to my uh, notes here, but the total vote share from for Janata Dal United, BJP, and Lok Jan Shakti Party was close to 50 percent. Okay, I mean, it was a complete sweep. RJD and Congress got close to like 20, 30 percent or something like that. Very, very, very less amount. 53 percent actually is what NDA got. 50, 52, 53 percent. Trans uh, change that to 2020 Vidhan Sabha elections, which only happened uh, a year after, a year and a half after 2019 uh, under Nitish Kumar, who was a you know stable chief minister, uh, and uh, LJP walks out. Uh, LJP walks out of the NDA. the difference between the upa and the nda margin is close to 13000 votes that is the only difference matlab agar isi yeah if you add all the votes that rjd congress and their alliances uh, i think the cpm also was in alliance and uh, and what bjp and nitish got it was like 13000 or 12000 votes that is i don't even know what fraction of a percentage that is and that is after chirag paswan actually fought against them So, if Chirag Paswan's vote went with the alliance, I don't know what would have happened to the BJP-JDU alliance. So, this is ये तो एक साल के बाद का ही result है जहाँ बिहार में. And so that is why BJP is very very uh, uh, nervous about how they approach Bihar because now they are clearly the number one party in Bihar. They are clearly the alternative to RJD. So they have to now see that if JDU is a liability to them or not. Yeah, but again in what happens is that just like in goa hmm. when you have smaller constituency sizes hmm. the is also pretty much similar uh, hmm. average vidhan sabha ka seat ka agar tu size dekhega it is not comparable to mumbai yeah by the way yeah, no. <laughs> and yeah. when such things happen right you have to change your calculation perspective for a state election that in some states you have to start looking at the the state election as a municipal election Yeah, yeah, that's how you look at it. If if you really ask me, Kushal, I think that's what the size of state constituency should be. I think Mumbai, Gujarat, we just have way too many bloated uh, things, which which has resulted into some MLAs thinking that they are Raja or Rajwada of their yeah. <laughs> small republic. Absolutely, I so, agree with you. Which which is a huge problem. So because I I don't think you should represent more than one or two lakh voters. that's just my because aap kaise matlab it's humanly impossible to go and talk to like 5 lakh 6 lakh 7 lakh voters or address the india mein logic aisa nahi hota na we have to be we have to be careful here because in a lot of cases india mein uh, municipality ke bhi so we have to calculate the total municipal uh, 
आर्टिकल 370 यूसीसी और राम मंदिर आई वुड हैव सेड यूसीसी इज प्रोबेबली द द मोस्ट लाइकली टू यू नो हैपन फर्स्ट ऑफ कोर्स वी वर ऑल स्पेक्टैकुलरली रॉन्ग एंड इट इट हैपेंड इन द अदर वे व्हेयर द 370 हैपन फर्स्ट देन द राम मंदिर एंड देन यूसीसी बट आई सी यूसीसी डज नॉट हैव एन इमोशनल वैल्यू इन द हार्ट्स एंड माइंड्स ऑफ इंडियंस इट इट रियली डज नॉट आई आई राम मंदिर डज द होल 370 शुड डिड UCC have, might have had a, a sort of you and I could have feel strongly about it. A lot of uh, sort of people who grew up in the 90s, looking at the rise of the BJP, could feel very strongly about it. But I don't think Uniform Civil Uniform Civil Code now sort of uh, has the same sort of emotional value as it did 10 years, 15 years, 20 years ago. I think 370 and Ram Mandir have that value. more and i i think that eventually uniform civil code will come i just don't think it's going to come it'll probably come like it won't come at a localized level i may i also think he may have spoken out of turn i think he may have spoken without informing the national government that he was going to say this and this which is why after that one or two statements you have not seen a single discussion on uniform civil code because if it were to come i think it will come it, the announcement will come from either the prime minister or the home minister i don't see it coming from chief minister interesting okay chalo adit now let's get because we have to cover two states today um hmm. so now let's get into the second state that is manipur and uh, i'm so proud of my fellow indians in manipur and goa as like theek hai yaar matlab thank you <laughs> yeah what a political history so go for yeah. it <laughs> manipur is manipur is 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 a very interesting state because it, it is also one of those states in the northeast where the demographics are also quite fascinating so manipur was established in 1949 right so state it, that's when it was merged with india but then of course the whole uh, uh, splitting and uh, uh, stuff happened later but let's let's i mean uh, before i get into the election because let's Uh, uh, let's basically start with the uh, the demographics of Manipur because I think the that is where it gets a little uh, interesting because people think that Manipur ka to kya hai ki uh, it will be divided on religious lines and stuff but it's not really di- uh, divided on those lines it's actually the tribal lines and things like that which cause the uh, most interesting issues absolutely a lot yeah. of tribal problems there. exactly so at that initially when manipur was in india it was a you know uh, a part C, union territory and then you know after i think 1956 the state reorganization act was passed and then it became a full state and it was you know after 1963 act it became a legislative assembly i don't want to bore you guys with details but i had to mention this in 1949 se 63 mein kya hua and the first election happened in 1967 So the demographics of Manipur are it is close to 41.3% 41.4% Hindu 41.3% Christian uh, about 8 and a half 8.4% Islam and then there is a uh, 7 and a half% or 7.8% Sanamism or Ma- the Maitai religion right and then you have some Buddhism Jainism Judaism Sikhism very minor percentages there now why is uh, why where Manipur gets fascinating is because there is a there is a uh, Uh, the tribals the tribes hold this way so the majority of that is the maitai tribes which is close to about 53% uh, uh, i think uh, 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 50 I, basically when i say maitai tribes it's the people who speak maitai the uh, which is i think 53% of manipur speaks uh, uh, maitai then you have uh, then you have uh, other languages spoken there are about probably 10 or 12 languages spoken in maitai in, in manipur and each each of those speakers within those uh, uh, within those tribal regions co- control sort of the parts of that uh, thing so a large minority in maitai pres- uh, practices sanamism and then hindu population uh, amongst maitais they uh, practice sort of uh, amongst the maitai people they practice hinduism so they are co- concentrated in the valley and then you have the christian population which is co- concentrated in the uh, other sort of uh, areas of manipur so that is sort of the little bit of a conflict between uh, uh, manipur and a lot of elections discussions uh, uh, and voting happens on this sort of pattern that is sort of the uh, thing i wanted to give and now we can get into kushal if you wanted to make a point on that and before i get into the full sort of uh, no so just, just to clarify uh, the hilly region in manipur has basically been 
constituted of two main tribes there are the cookies and the nagas right yeah um yeah. and and the whole thing about there over there is also about territorial homeland i mean kiska right. homeland hai. but but the history of the state just to you know let's go through the history uh yeah so from 49 to 72 basically was the congress era right so mm-hmm. it was the princely state of uh, manipur you know merged with india in 1949 but manipur ka first election interestingly was held in 1948 1948 right? under yeah. the then mm-hmm. kingdom's own constitution absolutely raja ki constitution absolutely. ke andar hi uh, aaya tha कोई भी पार्टी को एब्सोल्यूट मेजोरिटी नहीं मिली थी और तभी एक प्रजा शांति पार्टी थी जिन्होंने सरकार बनाई थी वो एंड मणिपुर एंड मणिपुर हैड अ लॉट ऑफ इश्यूज विद इंसर्जेंसी आई मीन आई मीन इट स्टिल हैपेंस देयर इज स्टिल अ लॉट ऑफ एलिमेंट्स यू नो दैट हैपनिंग इट्स बीन क्लोज टू 40 इयर्स एंड यू हैव अ लॉट ऑफ ऑर्गेनाइजेशंस sort of uh, doing it i mean many 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 the whole the whole naga peace accord that was uh, signed you know that was supposed to come down and it has come down a little bit and there has been a dramatic decline in fatalities in the last sort of 13 14 years but the 70s and 80s were absolutely uh, uh, violent and each you know each sort of insurgent organizations or each tribes like demanded their own state or autonomous councils and things like that the state, i think manipur has one autonomous council if i'm not mistaken yeah but basically no, yeah there was but sorry, before yeah. we get into the insurgency phase which is 1972 onwards we have to mention <laughs> another fact that after 1948 the next election that was held in manipur was in 1957 yeah then periodically elections were held till 1972 basically congress and a few left wing parties were there and now we get into that you know the uh, insurgency phase so basically after becoming a state manipur had its first election in 1972 polls were held in 60 assembly seats 40 in the mete dominated uh, valley yeah. area and 20 in the surrounding hill districts right so yeah. but the, the interesting bit is most of the state's population is actually concentrated in the valley valley that area yeah. which yeah. is one of the reasons that you know it creates a huge uh, problem there and obviously the the maita community or the maita community is in the imphal valley uh, yeah. and uh, surrounding hill districts as i mentioned are surrounded by nagas and kukis and, and that's the i mean you can say what you want to say it's just you know you you have insurgencies galore like so let's talk about you know 1980s yeah. onwards till 2010 you had separatist insurgency in manipur you know uh you had uh, the united national liberation front which was formed in 1964 mm-hmm. it saw the formation of uh, valley based groups like the people's liberation army people's revolutionary party of uh, kangle park and kangle park communist party uh these were basically separatist outfits demanding independent manipur uh they are now part of an umbrella organization right a larger committee like it is called the corcom the mm-hmm. coordination committee now in the hill districts which is you know the nagas call their homeland right mm-hmm. outfits like uh, nscn imv uh, you know they are the dominant ones over there the kuki militancy also starts in the 1990s over here yep. uh, then you have the 2002 to 2017 you know the ibobi regime right so congress mm-hmm. ke jo purane digaj neta purane, the, uh, <laughs> okram ibobi singh you know he dominated the scene from 2002 to 2017 but you uh, if you remember news yaad hai wo blockage hote the highway band ho jati thi aage saman nahi jaane denge the uh, the anti tribal bill ka kuch hua tha na anti tribal bill ki wajah se yeah, yeah. and, and then you had iram sharmila in news who who was on that, uh, that, that because yeah, aspa aspa wo indefinite fast and stuff and she also uh, dek, fought dek, for ibobi singh ji ke time pe wo 2004 mein thangjam manorama ka 2004 mein jo hui thi rape yeah. murder उनका हुआ था फिर किलिंग्स ऑफ चुंगखाम संजित एंड रबीना देवी इन 2009 बेसिकली आसपा की था और यू नो इरोम शर्मिला ने तो 2017 में इलेक्शन भी लड़ा था ना उसको लेके या एंड आई मीन अगेंस्ट इबोबी सिंह ही गॉट लाइक 18649 वोट्स एंड शर्मिला गॉट 90 वोट्स राइट सो अ लॉट ऑफ दीस एक्टिविस्ट ऑल्दो दे माइट 
have emotional sort of and i'm not commenting on you know how the election was and stuff i'm just saying it's tough it's one thing to be an activist and it's one thing to get elected it's uh, ask mega patkar i mean she has tried to fight elections and everything and she's and i mean i have a lot of criticisms about mega patkar and her activism but this is my exact thing ki unko unko ek inflated sense of uh, popularity or something like that now whatever cause they may represent or their beliefs is a separate debate altogether but like kushal and i said we have to look at election analysis by numbers and not by emotions and stuff but this is where manipur gets a little uh, sort of funky so for the want of a better word right because even when the the periods that kishor uh, that uh, kushal went from 1967 onwards there were significant periods of president's rule and a lot of instability right so Man. somehow i feel instability at the top of chief ministership is directly proportional to insurgency because the insurgency mm-hmm. feel ki agar chief minister badal raha hai there are and like we said that there are primarily three sort of tribes you know there are various naga tribes in manipur there is 53% meitai groups and the kukizo tribes uh, are probably about 16 15 those are the three major the, within naga tribes you have many sub tribes and stuff and so i was trying to sort of uh, mention that but then agar main wo karunga to pura podcast usi mein chala jayega <laughs> the complexities of that but let's let's look at let's look at let's look at the chief minister right so I, I, first after the congress you had the manipur people's party formed by mohammed ali muddin now manipur is not a population that has a lot of uh, state which is a lot of muslim population yet mohammed ali muddin actually did uh, uh, became the chief minister two or three times if i'm not mistaken and then after so you also apart from the uh, uh, the parties itself you also have the ethnicities of the ministers you should see so some there were some hindus that became the chief minister and some tribal leaders and so so wo me usme bhi there was a lot of back and uh, back and forth going on i think after uh, 1990 when manipur people's party sort of makes a comeback and then uh, as, here is where it gets very interesting then manipur people's party goes away and then another party called the manipur state congress party starts and then mm-hmm. ultimately it gets dissolved and merges with the congress party heck even samta party had a chief minister in manipur once and people might forget who samta party is that was a party started by george fernandez and nitish kumar which is now merged into jdu jay jetli ji usme thi na Ah, Jayajitli was with him. Yes, exactly. And I think even NCP used to win a few seats in uh, Manipur. But I honestly think that was probably because of Purno Sangma, because uh, Purno Sangma was in the neighboring state uh, and he was a member of the NCP. So you would probably have a lot of uh, you know uh, folks who knows who know Mr. P. A. Sangma. And you know now, of course, he formed the Nagaland People's Party. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, which I forget is uh, I don't know why I said Nagaland People's Party, but P. A. Sangma's party. I'll just look it up and tell you. he he formed a new party uh, in in the national people's party sorry npp uh, so i did get the uh, uh, um, sort of the 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 short form right but my point is that you have a lot of these senior leaders who are with the congress with the bjp with you know ncp have the two or three people that they are close to fighting under that party symbol and that is why there was no national party sort of being there bjp ko pehle char panch seat chhe seat utna milta tha but then it had sort of disappeared completely from uh, that after before making a huge comeback in 2017 or jo dusra problem hai another huge problem in northeast is that you have like parties going left right and center to one formation so you will have like uh, 15 mlas just resign and switch to another party or 15 mlas go from one com- to the other to wo bhi hua but now i think under biren singh there has been sort of a stability in terms of um, uh, no, before we to bjp dominating from 2017 onwards we have to inform that uh, it was yumkha merabot senior most congress legislator and arch nemesis of uh, ibobi singh ji that hmm. basically did this whole thing right because people Absolutely. may not know that um and it is after he left that you know biren singh ji the current yeah. cm they all, all went to, to the npp and then basically uske baad uh, bjp mein sare aana yeah. shuru hua so npp still has i think four seats and i think npf naga people's front also uh, sort of uh, one four seats uh, uh, there which is also an nda and very interestingly a lot of people may or may not remember this uh, in 2012 the second largest party or the chief opposition party was not the bjp in 2012 was not the mscp it was a party called the trinamool congress 
So All India Trinamool Congress won seven seats, and I think this time Sushmita Dev uh, uh, has been sort of given a chance to, you know, I, I'm, 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 I mean, she's not leading the campaign, but she's at least, you know, uh, there. So I don't know if if they are even fighting seats right now or something. But Sushmita Dev was at least talking about, you know, Manipur ki kya ho and stuff. There is one, uh, or I, uh, well, when I say fighting seats, I don't know how many seats they are fighting, but there is. Uh, There is apparently JDU who is fighting on 36 seats. I have no idea why JDU, but maybe remnants of the old Samta Party are still fighting on that. And again, Manipur is a very, very, very small sort of uh, victory margin. I mean, the total population of Manipur is close to 2.9 million or 29 lakhs. So that is you. And if you divide that over the number of constituencies that they have, uh, which is uh, uh, which is about I think what 60. If I'm not mistaken, so that that's very 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 small margin. So you will have people winning by one thousand, two thousand, three hundred, two hundred votes. So uh, again, very difficult to uh, uh, predict. Ki kya hoga? But right now, if I were to just put my anal analyst hat and just make sort of make a quick prediction, BJP is in the front, uh, pro probably projected to get about thirty thirty two seats. Uh, uh, but anything could happen. Still. So, so let me read some bits of uh, this guy. He's a PhD candidate in JNU in Delhi. I'm going to share this article. You know, I, while I was researching, I found this article to be very interesting. मतलब mm -hmm. ending तो ऐसा ऐसा लग रहा है कि भाई तू celebrate कर रहा है कि मातम मना रहा है। मेरे को समझ नहीं आ रहा था। So the uh, opinion piece is called Rise of BJP in Manipur: Understanding the Changing Political Dynamics. Right? Yeah. Huh. So here's uh, you know Philip Sharma. Takhil Changwam Philip Sharma. This was written in 30th January 19, 2022. So it's not like ये बहुत पुराना है, ठीक है? ये बहुत नया article है. But I want to read this bit, ah, Adit, because I think our our listeners and our viewers will benefit from this. So interesting. Policy changes like go to the go to village and go to hills add more rigor in rebuilding the trust between the hill and valley. earlier mm. the hill based groups and civil society organizations blamed preceding governments for exercising partiality in government governance mm. Mm. development activities were mostly prioritized in the valley where the mete population is uh, dominant on the contrary mm. the linkages that the biren singh government made with the civil societies and ethnic organizations had greatly mm. helped in building a good relationship between people and state as evident mm. from the significant reduction in the number of bands blockades and general strikes and encounters during the bjp government since 2017 undoubtedly we can infer that the improved law and order situation of manipur according to the union home ministry data insurgency the related activities in northeast india in 2021 has reduced 80% compared to 2014 Manipur has witnessed a constant declining record of insurgency related cases from 233 in 2016 to 167 in 2017 and 127 in 2018 according to the MHA security situation report from lowering the insurgency related incidents to bringing developments the present BJP government has surpassed the performance of any government before so just like i did my job and when we uh, we were talking about the increase of violence on dalits in uttarakhand as per hmm. government records these are also government records that we are sharing so let me read a little bit so hmm. what is interesting is also this whole idea about the beef thing so bjp you know the bjp practices a different method of strategy in northeast india to blend with the northeast tradition the hmm. bjp presents the most flexible form of outlook in the political theater of the northeast BJP's hmm. apparent consideration of the diversity and the unique history and culture of Manipur resulted in giving special treatment in its policy practices. In the mainstream, BJP's popular slogan includes <coughs> "Bharat Mata Ki Jai," but in Manipur, BJP prefers using "BJP na yai fare," which means "Victory to BJP" or "BJP is great" or "PM Modi jina yai fare," which translates to "Prime Minister Modi is great" to capture the interests of locals. These slogans perhaps sidelined the idea of BJP's Bharat. while it rather attempts to emphasize local narratives so hmm. another bit i want to talk about is the you know the whole thing about the beef angle the bjp does not talk about beef in northeast hmm. at all they are hmm. okay with it 
So look mm. at this. From NRC in Assam to the extension of inner line permit system in Manipur, BJP showcased its apparent concern for counterculture and ethnicity. For Manipur, the demand for ILP has been a long struggle of people. Success in bringing ILP Act 2019 in Manipur is a major bargaining power for BJP in the forthcoming assembly election. Mm-hmm. So very interesting piece. But look at this end. The end also. BJP is playing sit and wait game, waiting for an appropriate time to launch its projects by gradually changing the texture of Manipur society. मतलब क्या BJP drama कर रही है? नहीं वो ये question जरूरी था. ये question mark वाला है ना नहीं उसको उसको job भी चाहिए ना उसको उसको अपना JNU का thesis भी तो pass करवाना है professor से. So point is this is very interesting. The whole article was finding it very hard to blame the BJP on anything. It's a so very that, good that article. I, I checked the sources. Is, I checked the data. I checked everything. It was a beautifully written piece. So there are three things, right? That BJP के लिए लोग जो बोलते हैं. First of all, you know, for this myth that Bharat Mata की जय संभव BJP slogan, right? इसीलिए कांग्रेस को चांटे पड़ते हैं, right? No Indian, if you go out on the street and say Bharat Mata की जय, is it a BJP? I mean, that's something that is a sentiment, their own sentiment, and they would expect as BJP says it, Congress also to say it. But the fact that some uh, folks on the far left start saying, "Oh, Bharat Mata ki jai" is this BJP slogan that actually results in Congress getting the absolute slapping it gets in urban uh, urban seats, right? But there are three major things that I found from the article which are very fascinating because BJP ke kya criticisms pehle hote the? Ki this is a primarily uh, <laughs> upper caste party. Ki it will only uh, reward not in Manipur. I'm talking about in the heartland states. Ki you know uh, uh, the term that was used, and I'm quoting people. Ki it was party of the Brahmins and the Baniyas, right? That's what the term it was used and stuff. The ki they will they will try and do this pan-national sort of thing and not you know do state state local level leadership. And third, the tribes are very uh, 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 sort of skeptical. Ki tribal values ka kya hoga? Pe, I think BJP has actually gone the other way, and it always was the other way, right? In you, uh, in fact, see the right now the base of the BJP actually is part of the OBC votes, right? You have a lot of OBC leaders coming as sort of chief minister and things like that, and th- this is not just. Uh, uh, I think many analysts, Yashwant Deshmukh, and many of them have seen that if you look at the percentage. of bjp uh, leaders becoming the uh, uh, bjp leaders becoming ministers right you find that it is actually equal representation it is not sort of gone towards one caste or the other caste and so forth so they have understood that in states like madhya pradesh uttar pradesh you know bihar many other states you know even gujarat they have they have they have cracked that so first firstly that second is the tribal angle that you say respecting the local sentiments of what the Uh, local manipuri population want or what the local ahom population wants in assam and so forth that is why they have been able to uh, do northeast and third most important thing they have did what they did in the northeast with the help of local northeast leaders right like mr modi still remains the face who comes to campaign but the strategy is decided by the northeast leaders by leaders in manipur it's not that uh, a gandhi family in congress that <laughs> rahul gandhi will decide ki isko ticket milegi isko ticket milegi based on what discussions they do in uh, uh, in delhi Ajay, i'll ask our listeners and i'll ask you this question also before 2014 or something what discussions did we have about the northeast in delhi media and in in very i mean very very primitive discussions right the only uh, the only leaders that were talked about that much uh, in delhi media were some lok sabha mps for assam maybe in from manipur and others like you had uh, uh, i think uh, uh, agatha sangma pa sangma's daughter who was a member of parliament from turo she was the only one that would talk about mujhe to yaad bhi nahi hai that we talked about manipur elections or leaders from manipur in uh, uh, in in delhi media so that has changed and people do see that that now it's in conversations and things so that is why the bjp is able to hold on to you know uh, the power and agatha sangma only because she was a member of the uh, uh, ncp you know in in meghalaya uh, 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 so that and a minister so that's why it was talked about more okay now i'm going to share excerpts from nalin mehta's book theek okay? <laughs> so this is the bjp's five strategies within the northeast Yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing. 
strategy one mergers and acquisition at least 50% of all bjp ministers in five northeastern states defected from other parties let's be mm. very open mm. now we get into this is the defectors of parties ka chart unfortunately i cannot enlarge this ye kindle pe isse vada hota nahi hai dekh mm. assam mein percentage 50% hai tripura mein 50% hai nagaland mein 50% hai manipur mein 80% मेघालय में 100 परसेंट अरुणाचल में 100 परसेंट ठीक है अभी आगे जाते हैं अभी थोड़ा मैं आगे जाते हैं वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग बुक है बाय द वे स्ट्रेटेजी टू स्ट्रेटेजिक अलायंसेस को ऑप्शन एंड पार्टनरशिप्स नेडा एज एन एंटी कांग्रेस अलायंस अम्ब्रेला बेसिकली ये नेडा द फर्स्ट स्टेपेशन ऑफ नेडा को बेसिकली ये हेमंत बिस्वास शर्मा का कोलेशन था कांग्रेस मुक्त नॉर्थ ईस्ट का पार्ट था ये ठीक है तो द रोल ऑफ नेडा इन एक्सपेंडिंग द बीजेपी फुटप्रिंट इन नॉर्थ ईस्ट 2019 जनरल इलेक्शन रिजल्ट्स भाई मतलब जस्ट अनबिलीवेबल जस्ट लुक एट द रिजल्ट्स आई मीन इट्स इन सेट्स आई जस्ट है डेटा इज इन सेन See, local alliances, strategic flexibility, and co-opting key groups—that is another thing that BJP did. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to do anything. Like, see, here he has given all the parties and all, but I want to share this data with everyone. So, BJP's coalitions in northeastern states from 2016 to 2021, right? Assam me konsi hai, Arunachal me konsi hai, Manipur me 15th March se Biren Singh, BJP, NPP. Uh, नागालैंड में कौन सी है मेघालय में कौन सी है त्रिपुरा में कौन सी है प्लीज बाई दिस फ्रिकेंट बुक दिस बुक विल एक्सप्लेन टू यू वॉट दीजेपी इज अपीजेपी दिस बुक राइट नाउ आई थिंक इट्स वन ऑफ द बेस्ट रिटन बुक्स आई रेड इन लॉन्ग टाइम अबाउटर And 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 I'll hopefully I'm hoping to talk to Nalin very soon too on this. So uh, stay tuned for that, guys. But one thing about this book is it starts with the rise of the Pakistani uh, Hindu refugees that come to Delhi, which formed the Jansang's base. Right? Delhi voted for BJP in the 60s when no one in India was voting for the Jansang uh, in the same amount. That's Delhi. Delhi was the first base for the Bharatiya Jansang, which you know, which transformed into Janata Party and BJP. and i it's very important that you start from there most analysis on modern day bjp starts with the ram mandir movement or things like that or the 80s or bajpai forming the you know uh, emergency and things like that the reason why <clears throat> it's important to start with delhi is because nalin starts with the thinking why that generation that came was passionate about the ram mandir movement because they viewed it very differently from what the nehruvian generation in india viewed the ram mandir movement and that senior generation is what catapulted the ram mandir movement and then the young people took over and you know so forth but to understand bjp it's very uh, very uh, important to approach the right way similarly for these elections tripura you tripura was a left bastion manik yeah. sarkar famously donated all his money to his party and stayed on the allowance that uh, cpim used to give him right and manik yeah. sarkar was not known as a corrupt leader and stuff but the left is cycle mein jaate the and all that hota tha na unka oh wo typical um, typical leftist communist har koi jyoti basu ki tarah you know tabet se fenki fekane fekta nahi hai within the cpim but anyways he lost and now the bjp is almost <laughs> indefeatable in tripura because not only are they doing good work and you know after the initial things of biplab they uh, they tried to create this big controversy and things like that now suddenly the all the discussions have stopped because tripura, tripura i think uh, was a state where aspa was repealed if i'm not mistaken hmm i think so tripura yeah so not only is this happening not only are they completely gaining sort of foothold in local tribal areas with local leaders and forming a second generation of leadership um, i think ultimately the bjp is expanding itself into the northeast but dif- the problem of course that is that you because of the population and things like that you have a very limited sort of lok sabha dominance so the, the bjp is i think at a point where it cannot expand any further so the most it can do is maintain what it has 
right it's it's going to be impossible for them to uh, uh, do further that is what the other parties are taking heart in unfortunately what that has resulted in their narrow attitude is it's resulted into a northeast not becoming a tourist hub like it should have i mean it has some of the most stunning beautiful places in india but it's been so neglected and so so been out of sight out of mind and some of the grouses that the people have are very legitimate yeah and 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 that was a result where the whole the whole missionary situation also happened in the 1940s and so forth ki uh, why they were because you know we i mean as i hate to use the word mainland india or something but the rest of india sort of ignored uh, parts of the northeast and we were very unfair you know to them and uh, and then the insurgencies post 70s did not help second they have a lot of uh, you know issues with the language and stuff because they have their own language their own practices their own religious practices and things like that so it it required some patience it required a lot of uh, you know understanding and i think finally we are there ki even someone who is completely and bitterly opposed to the bjp writes that piece saying you know what actually bjp understood understands what what manipur is facing but since i am not a fan of bjp i will not give them a complete clean chin <laughs> but uh, so far they've done done anything wrong look my understanding of what bjp has done as far as uh, their work in northeast is just fantastic and like i said nanlin mehta's book shows the kind of bjp that has transformed into modi and shah it has become into a micro management firm that does micro management at the level of the booth and you know it's the zilla head the mandal head the ward head uh, yeah. you know who's going to be there what is the caste breakdown in that area which caste matters the most they have understood india like nobody's business mm-hmm. and the way they have taken this juggernaut forward it's just you know it it is something to be watched looked at and done now what does the future hold for the bjp nobody knows yaar because you can never say which leader is going to right now people are saying uh, amit shah ji honge ya yeah yogi adityanath honge we never know what 20 years down the line or 30 years down the line which leader is going to come out of the ranks uh, till now the bjp has pretty much been dominated by rss people as far as going to the top is concerned yogi adityanath most people don't realize is not a rss person people don't realize that fact that yogi adityanath might be the first one who might break that trend right when he uh, as they say he's going to go eventually you know his ascendancy to the top is going to be happening but it's a very 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 interesting time in indian politics and uh, you know these small states and and how bjp controls small states that is something that i have you know always paid attention to and i have tried to understand bjp's working through the small states look hmm. up mein to bjp does do what it does right it tries to manage whatever it's trying to manage when it comes to the state of up and we're going to be focusing on up obviously next week <laughs> whenever we, uh, we we fix the time and day you mujhe ek second kushal ye shagufa dalne do up election is a lot closer than what people think it is i yeah, I, I, i just said it <laughs> next week aa jana yeah. why <laughs> सो बट ठीक है सो लास्ट लास्ट क्लोजिंग कमेंट्स बिकॉज पता नहीं आज क्वेश्चन जो है मतलब ऑल द क्वेश्चन आर अबाउट एवरीथिंग अदर देन द टॉपिक ऑफ द डे सो आई एम नॉट गोइंग टू आस्क दम सो बेसिकली सी दिस शोज पीपल्स इंटरेस्ट इन उत्तराखंड एंड मणिपुर तो वो लोग सही ही है लोगों को वो स्टेट्स को जानना नहीं है दैट इज जस्ट द रियलिटी मगर हमने हमारा काम किया बट सो बिफोर वी रैप सो तुझे क्या लगता है कौन जीतेगा उत्तराखंड कौन जीतेगा मणिपुर Okay, so I'll start with Manipur first, and then we'll go swing back to Uttarakhand. Manipur, I think, is going to be both are going to be very close elections. I think Manipur me BJP is slightly ahead. Uh, um, I would say Manipur me BJP is a little more ahead than it is in Uttarakhand because uh, because uh, it it is it it has different issues, right? And generally, I think uh, they do try to people people in states with some insurgency issues and stuff do sometimes try to vote for the same party that's in power in the national uh, uh, in, in the center because it sort of helps uh, and manipur mein itna sort of revolving door nahi hua dusra manipur is is another fascinating thing also because it it, it even though it's a small state it votes in two phases because of you know the uh, uh, insurgency issues and so forth uh, 
सो मुझे लगता है कि बीजेपी बीजेपी विल सॉर्ट ऑफ हैव द लास्ट टाइम आई थिंक द डिफरेंस बिटवीन द बीजेपी वाज अबाउट क्लोज टू 1.2 परसेंट बट बीजेपी ऑफ कोर्स वाज इन अलायंस विद अ लॉट ऑफ पार्टीज सो इट वाज मोर इफ यू एड द अलायंस सो आई आई थिंक बीजेपी एंड अलायंस पार्टनर शुड बी एबल टू क्रॉस द थर्टी सॉर्ट ऑफ थ्रेश कुछ सीट्स ऐसे होंगी जहां कांग्रेस और बीजेपी की लड़ाई मार्जिन and the 10 15 seats other seats are going to be a four cornered contest where bsp uttarakhand kranti dal bjp and congress are all going to be fighting together those those 40 seats will decide the election right now i personally think congress is marginally very marginally ahead uh, but that is like i'm talking about 0.2 0.3% is what i have heard from a lot of my friends uh, on the ground bjp actually could have settled for a huge loss in uttarakhand because uh, uh, of the whole chief minister thing uh, fiasco that was happening where they left you know switch between three chief ministers and stuff but uh, now i think the pushkar singh dhami has gotten a lot of it under control but i don't see them repeating the 57 seats margin no way uh, wo shayad bjp may have good seats because bjp's vote share is not as concentrated it's 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 uh, uh, bjp's vote share actually helps in you know getting more bang for its buck than the congress does so even though they are sort of close by bjp might end up getting a little more seats than the congress but i have a feeling that they are going to need some independence or some uttarakhand kranti the lmnas to form the government in the end yeah i think manipur is going to be bjp victory in my opinion and uttarakhand uh... before the seat distribution i would have said uh, close contest you don't know who wins but i think bjp after the seat distribution i think bjp just slightly halka sa favorite hai jaise wo bolte hai na ki some of those boxing bouts where you really can't predict who won but then you know any no but no matter who wins in the end uh, it's not a robbery that kind of a thing so it mm-hmm. could be let's see what happens so i uh, you know we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap today's discussion up on that note adit as always thanks a lot for coming we'll figure out when we are doing uttar pradesh march 10th ke pehle kar denge wo pakki baat hai march 7th ke pehle fir se exit polls aayenge na uske pehle kar denge taki apni thodi lal kar sake nahi par next week ya uske baad i mean within the next 10 days let's plan plan on doing it उसको तो ज्यादा टाइम लगेगा क्योंकि वो स्टेट भी बड़ी है इसके लिए हमने ये दो स्टेट साथ में कर दी उसको डेढ़ घंटा कर लेंगे तो चलो वील रैप टूडेज पॉडकास्ट अप आदित एज ऑलवेज थैंक्स अलॉट फॉर कमिंग एब्सोलूटली प्लेजर इज माई All right, guys. So we'll wrap today's discussion up. Please subscribe to the Charvak Podcast YouTube channel. Also, go on Spotify, leave a rating. Go on iTunes, do the thing. Audio platform पे भी जाओ और उधर भी अपने reviews रखो और rating डालो. Please support the Charvak Podcast. You can become a member on YouTube or you can go on Patreon and support the podcast. You can also send your donations through UPI and buy the Charvak Podcast merch. Uh, remember this uh, this Sunday the the Patreon discussions and the Valmiki Ramayan discussions are not going to be happening. I'm visiting Delhi, so they will happen next week. Uh, I will see you guys next time. Until then, Namaste. Take care. Bye bye.